Welcome to Pause and Proceed Podcast. I'm your girl, Bridget LaRae. And I'm your second host, SB. What's up, y'all? Hey, y'all. Back for another episode. Now, this is episode 13, right? It is. So, because I think on the last episode, we were saying it was 13. No, it wasn't. I watched yeah. it. Did we say that, though? Oh, I felt like I did. Yeah, you were convinced. I said... And you know what? I watched it too, and I and I didn't even notice that I did not say that. It's okay. I let y'all say, "Well, hey, I don't know. Let me just go back." See, and we watch had that it. conversation. This would not have been a thing right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't know you was gonna address that. I didn't either. <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> yes, we, are, we, we. This is episode thirteen. Episode thirteen. Lucky thirteen. Oh yeah, we're trucking along. Yeah. So the thing is, you know, people. Say 13 is a bad luck number, mm-hmm. bad luck and all that. Do you know a lot of elevators? Or I don't think any elevator. Have you ever seen a floor, 13th I've floor? I've heard of that. Like, mm-hmm. they don't do the 13th floor because I, I don't know if it's because of the superstition. Of superstition. But I have heard of that. But I never mm-hmm. really kind of did research to see if that's true. It's mm-hmm. absolutely true. It's true, right? I've seen it. Lots of elevators don't have a 13th floor. So did all this come to mind because of, uh, what is it? Hey, Solomon. Michael Myers. Yeah, hey, Solomon. <laughs> hey, now. Wait, no. Jason is Friday the 13th, right? Yes. Did that I come up? Because, or was that before Jason? Because, you know, that was old. Oh, it's way before that. Yeah, I oh, think so. Witch tale. I don't yeah, know do the that. history of all of that. Yeah, but you know what? I'm not going to conform to that because I'm not going to conform to the things of this world like Romans 12, 2 tell us. Don't conform to the things of this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Come on with the, the biblical cations. Now, y'all got to look that one up. I, I know that's what it says. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it sounds good. It's one of my favorite scriptures because, oh, you, you know, I live this, a life man. of transformation. Yeah. And I'm like, that's how we transform, by the renewing of our mind. We talk a lot about the belief system. our belief systems, yeah. what we believe. That dictate how we feel. How we feel dictate how we behave. Yeah. So in order to transform, we got to renew that mind. You're right. I don't feed into that. Um, I used to as a kid, that yeah. Friday the 13th energy. But mm. it's more so if you're going to believe it, then it's going to boomerang and hit you back in the face. Yeah. You know what I mean? What's something that you have believed in mm-hmm. that may not be true? Or just something that just always mm. been there? Maybe superstitious. Superstitious, superstitious. Um, I did believe in that the Friday the Thirteenth yeah. thing, mm-hmm. but I turned that around. I'm like, you know what? I'm not about to be freaking out on every Friday the Thirteenth <laughs> and thinking something bad is gonna happen. This is obnoxious. Yeah. Um. Oh, when I was a kid, I used to think everything, which may have a little validity, but not everything. Everything that happens to your parents. Uh-huh will happen to you. Because oh. I remember my dad, he was stung by a bee. He told me a story when he's been, like, stung maybe, like, seven times. I know, but that's because he would just, you know, they was swimming in lakes and stuff back then. I mean, people still swimming in lakes, but more so, especially back then, because yeah. of segregation and blah, 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 yeah. you know. So when he told me that, I remember I had to be, like, six or seven, and I was like... Oh man, I guess that means I'm gonna get stung seven times by bees. And he was the one like, no, that's not what that means. Yeah. So, yeah, I used to think everything that happens to your parents is gonna happen to you, even mm. though there is not everything, but there's an energy 
there when it comes to people call it generational curses. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, so generational curses. Let's generational curses. <laughs> Guess we can get into that. Yes. Topic. Right. <laughs> That's a thing. That's what we're gonna talk about today. <laughs> Why not? It's a real thing though. It's a real thing. Um I'm still trying to kind of because it's different than the Friday the 13th thing because we've been kind of taught the Friday the 13th right. situation, you know. Yeah. But when it comes to generational curses, people could not even, like, meet their parents or know certain things about their parents that end up repeating certain oh. cycles. It's trippy yeah. how that happens. Yeah. I've witnessed it, and I feel like I've experienced it's that It's embedded myself. in the DNA. That mitochondria or something. Man, look, that's why um, Dr. Maya Angelou, my Angelou. Yes. So I love that quote from her. She said, if you know, if you don't know where you came from, then history is gonna continue to repeat itself. Mm. If you don't know where you came, if you don't know, then you're gonna continuously repeat the cycle. So, so I think that weird. is so bizarre. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, but like I think about Energy. like the older generation, let's say baby boomers. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I find baby boomers don't like to share their past and a lot, a lot of them, uh, the things that they've been through. Yeah. So they want to portray themselves as perfect. Like, oh, I've never done this. I've never smoked weed. I was never promiscuous. How dare you? And then here come their daughter and granddaughter and family members repeating the same cycle. Mm-hmm. But then they, they're feeling judged. Because nobody wanted to keep it real with them and let them know, hey, I've been through this too. I'm with you. Like, that's something, it's life. It's something you're going to grow through, Mm -hmm. keep pushing. So that's something that I felt like I needed as a child just for somebody to be like, look, you're not alone in this. You're not crazy. You're not, you know, doomed. You're not some fast-ass little girl. You know? And that everything, you know, everything will work out. Everything's gonna be okay. Mm-hmm. This, this is growing pains. Yeah. So, that has been my drive in my adult years is to be the woman for the younger girls in my family that I needed. Well, see, we have the tools more so the tools now to tap into that vulnerability to look yeah. into the mirror. That it, it's it it's so. It was so much more difficult for our parents' generation. They weren't, they weren't used to doing that. They were used to being shamed and being ashamed oh, yeah. and trying to disassociate themselves with that shame by any means, mm-hmm. which is damaging. Yeah, it's man. very damaging. Yeah, and the thing is, it just goes so so deep. I read um, some passages from this book, uh, Doctor Joy DeGroote. Mm-hmm. It's called PTSD, post-traumatic slave disorder. And one of the things she talked about is how uh, a lot of the relationships between black women and their daughters is kind of off. Be, you know, they have like this, um, you know, button heads type of thing. Mm-hmm. So I never thought about this, but she said something like, you know, back in the days, you know, when they were slaves, when our people were slaves, in order for the mom to protect her daughter from the slave owners, she would, you know, down her daughter. Like, oh, no, she's stupid. You don't want her. 
Like she, she, she can't, she, you know, she don't even know how to wash her panties, you know, just something to degrade her daughter yeah. so that master don't rape and take her daughter. Yeah. And a lot of stuff like that has been passed down into our DNA. Yeah, it's been lost in translation. Yeah. And the same with what they, you know, what we call deadbeat fathers now. Well, a lot of them were taken away from their families. Mm-hmm. You know, even when they tried to stand up, they were taken away and sent into these dungeons where they were beaten and killed because they were taken up for their families. And it's the same when it comes to mothers and their sons, Lord. Oh, Lord Jesus. You Lord know what Jesus. I mean? That that goes back to that PTSD, yeah. that mm-hmm. um, post-traumatic slave disorder, yeah, trying man. to protect that son and trying to favor that son. And that's why you have a mm. lot of black moms that will coddle their sons, their grown-up sons. And I've seen it. <laughs> I've seen it. I love my daddy to the deacons. But my grandmother really, my dad was still staying with my grandmother and everything. Like, when he passed? Yeah. How old was he? My dad was 53, but he has his, his he has some issues mm. going on as far as like um, substance abuse. You know what I mean? So I think, I remember I had a conversation with her one time, and I was like, Grandma, he's a grown man. Get him on out of here, you know? Get him out, Brandon. Right. <laughs> and she was like, she took a deep breath in, and she was like, Shara, in my old age, if I put your dad out and something happened to him, I wouldn't forgive myself. And I felt that when she said that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I was like, if this giving her peace with her baby being here and she knows that he's here, I'm not a parent. So I don't, you know, that connection. I was like, by all means, I get it. So but like even, a bird, she was feeding him from her mouth, like chewing his food up. And I mean. For a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. But you don't put him out. You don't throw him off the ledge. You never, mm-hmm. never learn how to fly. And, it, and he, and, and I think. And it's not like he's never, you know, because apparently we were a family at one point right. in time. But, yeah. And, and I see it with my friends. You probably could attest to this. I'm not sure about the dynamic. Oh, honey, but I, I have friends. boyfriends who were mama's babies. Right. But even, like, my friends and their brothers yeah. and the dynamic they have with their mom mm-hmm. and the dynamic that their mom and brother have, like, I don't know. You see it all the time. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not sh- I only can speak from the black experience. I'm not sure about, you know, other cultures and whatnot, but yeah, I I see that and I think it is it does have some type of um lineage to what we're talking about with the PTSD. Oh yeah, man, it's real. Yeah. It's real. So back to like, you know, stories and superstitions and things of that matter. I felt like for a very long time, like one of the things that stuck with me, my story wasn't so much a superstition. It was just my belief that I am. We were just talking about that before when we like, oh, I'm this girl. I'm this black girl from the ghetto. I like how you segue to that because that's important. Yeah, I like you like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. (laughs) I think yes. Continue. (laughs) Proceed. (laughs) Proceed. Okay. Well, yeah. I I think about like my story. We talked about that on the last episode too, like how we grieve things. Mm -hmm. And I said one of the things I realized that I would grieve will be my story, but. I'm like, gosh, that's really something that I'm working on right now. Even today, I'm not saying that I'm over it and I'm that's not my story anymore. Yeah. Because I still have a way of seeing myself. And one of the greatest forces 
humans is to be consistent with the way we see ourselves. That's the greatest human personality, the force. Is if we see ourselves as unworthy, we're going to do everything in our power to make sure that is consistent, that we are unworthy. We're going to see everything in front of us unworthy, unworthy, unworthy. The consistency. We're going to make sure we're consistent. Don't pay, don't pay me no money. <laughs> what you got going on over there? Uh, shoe cam. <laughs> My legs went to sleep. Oh, I was God. trying to wake it up. That's all I got. Just keep, keep, keep going. Don't pay me no money. <laughs> Usually I'm the one doing stuff. I was like, I was like, because you know how you do this with your hand, like, you know, when the Holy Spirit taking off, I was like, uh, the Holy Spirit taking off her foot? Oh, no. The foot was just to shake it. Trying to wake this thing up. What's going on with you? The boots too heavy? No. It's when I cross <laughs> over here. And I'm like, hey, this circulation. So let me just. Oh, let's make note of this. What? SB is the one that's having issues over here. I'm not having mic issues. But you having, like, body mechanic issues. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sitting here just all steel and my body is just grounded. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I so guess I, it's about I my turn. It that's fine. It was about my yeah. turn. Maybe that's a superstition thing. You know, it got to jump off from one person to the other. What? They say, you know, spirits transfer. That energy is real. That energy is real. I'm going to throw it back to you. Uh-uh. I'm chilling. We can throw I'm, it out the window. I'm chilling. <laughs> so I'm getting rid of, like, mm-hmm. all those negative limiting belief that's been holding me back, keeping me stagnant. And just the story, period. Like, I was in this training. Y'all know I love me a good training, right? No, she so, loves her Y'all know training, I'm always guys. in the training, like, every weekend doing something. She never saw a training she didn't like. <laughs> never saw a training I didn't like. I never went to a training I didn't learn something from where I can come back and talk about it Exactly, exactly. So, I was in this training. Mm-hmm. And these are people who I've been around for many years. Mm-hmm. And we watched this video. Gosh, I wish I could think of the name of this video. But, oh, it was this lady, Jane Elliott. And Jane Elliott, she showed, um, she did an experiment. It was mm-hmm. about, you know, racism. And this was back in the 80s. She did an experiment with her third grade, third or fourth grade class. And it was about like how to not judge those people. Mm-hmm. She said, what if, she told the class it was full of white kids, she's white as well. What if you were judged by the color of your eyes? So she would have like the blue eyed kids. Um, she made them feel like they were better. And the, throughout the whole day, the blue eyed kids were better. And then the brown eyed kids had to wear like a collar around their neck, like a black collar. And they were discriminated against. Everything that the brown eyed kid did, it was like, see, look at those brown eyed kids. And the and the kids just fell in place, like they just fell in place. Yeah. And like the blue eyed kids, like yeah, they, they're stupid. They're this. They're that. And then the next day, she switched it around. Now the brown eyed kids were the ones that are, they're smart. They're this. They're that. They're they're like yeah. high level. Yeah. And then the blue eyed kids were the dumb ones. And the brown eyed kids, they fell into place. Mm-hmm. And everywhere she would go, she would do these experiments with grown people. Everybody would fall in place. And I'm like, wow. So that really that made me really really sad, and I you know after after they played it, I was crying, and the trainer was like, "What's going on for you?" I was like, "I'm just so like, if people would have known this, then I wouldn't have grew up with the story that I have, and I could my life would be different, and if I wasn't judged from the color of my skin, and you know now I got to be this 
strong black woman and da da da. I went into like victim mode, and one of the one of the white girls in the room, she was like, "Bridget, I've heard this story from you like ten times." I was like, "What?" I was like, "You know, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like what you talking about? This is my first time saying this story, mm-hmm. but no, it wasn't." And I thought about, it, I'm like, "Damn, I do say that a lot." Like that, I didn't even recognize that had been my story. Like, yeah. if this, then I would have been this, and then I could have been that. Just holding on to mm. all these coulda, woulda, shouldas, and it's like, okay, what happened happened. Now, what you gonna do? You know what you saying? Yeah, you made me think of a story I've been holding on to. You right holding about on? That. We fight for those limitations. What story yeah. you been holding on to? I think I've been holding on to the story that. I wasn't pushed enough as a child. And if I was pushed to my potential, I was the type of child, yeah, I pushed myself, but I needed my parents to pay more attention to me. I needed them to be more involved. Yeah. And I think I held on to that throughout the years. Like maybe I'm not consistent with what I do or, you know, I, I quit things because I didn't have that push as an adolescent. But it's like, you gotta push yourself. At this point, and not saying that I haven't, but I think I go back to that as an excuse. Yeah, it's so easy. It's, it's a, it's so, it's a crutch. Gosh. It's a crutch, and I want because of you, mom. Yeah, and I don't it's wanna, like grow up. It's like grow the f up for real. <laughs> <laughs> for real, push yourself. I'm tired of the story. So tired of the story. Like when she said that, I was like, and then she, like, she came up to me afterwards. She was like, "Are we okay?" I was like, yeah, we're okay. Cause I like, like the fact that she came up and said yeah. she was, I'm glad she had that awareness. Yeah, because then someone was like, Bridget, how are you feeling right now? And then I was like, I feel judged. I feel this, you know, just all the like negative, low vibrations that I yeah. was feeling. And so she felt like, I felt like she was judging me. So she said, uh, she came to me like, are you okay? I'm like, yes. I was like, girl, I needed to hear that. Yeah. Because it was like a ding, mm-hmm. you know, light bulb going yeah. off. Like, damn, quit telling this story. Like, because. I've been holding on to it, and that's what I've been believing. And it's been in a constant rotation. And I've been making sure I've been consistent with it. Yeah. If that's the story I've been carrying around with me, like shackles on my feet, I'm going to make sure I'm this strong black woman that don't need nobody. (laughs) You got no shackles on your feet. Oh, no. You owe me. I'm sorry, genuine. Oh, genuine. You remember that song? It's just you said shackles, and that's what the mental I mean, jukebox for went shackles. Through. I would have thought you were to take the shackles off my feet so I can dance. Nah, I just want to praise. I was just watching, listening just to Genuine yesterday. Praise Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, Genuine is amazing, but like his music back in the days, like untouchable. But when he did that on stage, he is an older man. I know y'all yeah. seen it. If y'all ain't seen it, go on TikTok and check out the genuine dance. And he was on stage and he did the little slide and he did the. See, that's why it's important <laughs> to, to stop take when care. You're ahead. I'm sorry? Stop while you're ahead. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. All right. What do you mean? I mean, like, he just, because it's like. <laughs> Now, anytime somebody think about genuine, that's they they gonna put that picture, that video up of him doing that. You know, but we know we know. I see the him genuine. as the sexy. Yeah, honey, let's do. But he it. didn't keep it up, and there's no. And I'm not okay. 
Granted, he's older, but I saw MC Hammer is still getting to it. So you got to keep moving. The lesson is you, you got to keep moving. <laughs> and then you can't get on the buggy like you still got those moves from about 20 years ago. Yeah. You got to grow old gracefully. Yes. Gracefully. That's the goal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, but still have fun. He was having fun. He was Whatever. having fun. Exactly. Have fun. Do you, genuine. I love you. You still sexy. You still sexy. I wish he would have kept it up. It would have been nice to see him kind of get down with the get down. Yeah. Because if Hammer still got it, Hammer still hammering. <laughs> yes. Hammer with the, you know the hammer pants are in now. You see people wearing those nowadays? No. Those big, like, I ain't surprised. parachute type of pants? I ain't surprised. No. I, uh-uh. you I, mean, don't I feel that? like they come in and out, the harem pants. I think they come in and oh. out. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I would have thought you would have some. You a fashion person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're not gonna go into <laughs> No, I wasn't saying like like I'm not, but it's okay. like I don't be on top of the stuff like that all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I see if I like it, I might have it on, but if not, you know. Yeah. And sometimes I just don't keep up with it. Yeah. Well, yeah. You pushing 40. What that mean? I mean, you know what's that mean? I don't know. <laughs> What does that mean? I, mean, I, was, I was referencing, you know, you talking about last episode that someone was he about to say something. Last Did episode, you about to say out her age on the podcast. Just, I know pushing you pushing body. Body. What last what episode of- she was saying she felt like she looked like um <laughs> Northwest. Northwest, yeah. But so you feed into my insecurity. Talking mm. about you pushing forty. Well, I'm saying maybe you you not paying attention to you know the new fashion out oh, here. Okay, I take it back. Cause you, you know, right. like with music, I right. don't. I'm sorry, yeah. all the new artists. I don't know a lot of the new artists yeah. because I am 40 and I work and I'm working on healing and all this other stuff that come with adulting. So I don't priorities. We ain't trying to be. On top of the new lingo, everything that's new, because the older you become, I mean, sometimes it goes like this, but, you know, traditionally, the older you become, you just, you your, your interests change. Yeah, your priorities man. change. Yeah. Like, we had more time on our hands. And your free be, time, you want to take a nap. That's what I'm saying. And regroup and recharge. Yeah. Okay, it rejuvenates. Yeah. So, I don't, yeah, I don't want to be, I, y'all can have it. I'll catch it when I'm supposed to catch it. I got my mitt ready. See, that's why... I, when we're <laughs> middle age, you pave you you make your own lane. Yeah, you make your own lane. It's like I'm not following this fad because I'm enjoying that actually. Yeah, I'm just gonna yeah. make my own because I haven't. I don't know what the fad is, so I'm just gonna do me. I don't know if what I got on is hip. <laughs> so you know what? I think that's why I was just me and Solomon just had like a mini conversation because he was asking me about the fashion stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was telling him, like, I'm not really into fashion design. I'm not really into styling. But the costume design, because I don't I don't really keep up with trends. Mm-hmm. They just come across me. And I just, I'm just not. I like trends. You know, if I like something I like, mm-hmm. but I'm not constantly keeping up with the new and improved things. I'm, that's just not me. Um, Speaking of keeping up, mm-hmm. we really got to get some cups. We will. Every yeah, we, this is we're, cute though, right? We're getting. <laughs> it is cute. Mm-hmm. It's nice and what is it? Effervescent. You gotta get some pause and proceed. Effervescent. We will. The merch is coming soon. We're working. Merch on coming it. soon. Merch y'all. is coming. Well, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Solomon. Solomon, where is our thingy me jingy? Uh oh, you're delayed. Wait, where's our? Um, 
Um, um, oh yeah. I you know we it. like to play. Yes, and he acting like he don't know where it is. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. You get concierge service today. That Thank was, you. We appreciate that. That was a little late. It was, it was very late. He was, like, was, he was just looking forward to something. He's talking about, um, um, like. I had to make up an excuse. What you, you got, I need oh, a we didn't even hear an excuse. You didn't even say nothing. You was just like, um, um. Yeah, didn't start looking to the no, side. No, I said I forgot like, to set it up. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was my excuse. I forgive you. All right. That's, that's because fine. forgiveness is key. It is Forgiveness key. is for you. Forgiveness is forgiving. Mm. I do have a question like for you, though. Yeah. Um. You made reference to the whole strong black woman thing. Uh-huh. And that's come up a lot because, you know, you have a lot of men who go on podcasts and say the strong black woman is what is now outdated. Mm-hmm. Like it was something that was needed at one point because men were in prison and because women had to take care of the families. And now it's it's actually um, a hindrance to black families coming back together and being stronger. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that's something, and, and not to say that's you, you're saying it's, it's it's who you could be. Yeah. Do you feel like that's something that would stop you from like, you know, dating, finding the right person, um, just by sort of being almost like unapproachable in that way, or do you feel like it's something you can overcome? Do I? Okay, let me make sure. I, let me ask, rephrase it for clarity. Okay. You're asking me, do I feel like being strong will get in the way no, of the, me dating? The stereotypical strong black woman. Oh yeah, man, for sure. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I feel like. Uh I know it's that. <laughs> that's why, like, that oh topic. my god, it's getting heavy in that here. That right. We shifted my seat. <laughs> oh, I'm being so steel. I know I'm the one that's first. I'm, I'm so proud of myself. So, okay. Well, for me, I didn't recognize that I had this strong black woman persona. Right? I was just going, 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 handling business. It's because that's. Just what I knew to do. Mm-hmm. I was, I didn't see any, I didn't have any role models of, you know, a strong black family loving, yes. besides the Cosby show, you know, but that yeah. wasn't real. That wasn't in front of me. Right. So I just did what I felt I needed to do, which was go to school, get an education, make some money, take care of myself. Yeah. Like never need nobody for anything. I didn't know that, that that's how I was set myself up, but- that's what happened. And and to be honest, I you really see that mostly in the black community. Like you'll see every other culture of woman go to school, have a family, like she does it that and. But with black women, for some reason it's been embedded in us. It's this or that, a career or a man. You know what I mean? Not all black women, because you you see, I've seen it like in nursing school. I've seen some women, they doing it. They 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 man taking care of them while they going to school. And it's like, no, I'm like, oh, that wasn't even on my radar. It's like, yeah, I had a boyfriend, but it's like, oh, I, I gotta get this on my own. I gotta, you know what I mean? I didn't have that mindset. Yeah. It's just it was out of it wasn't like normal for me. What was normal for me, what was comfortable and familiar to me was the struggle. And I realized over the years I had been addicted to the struggle because we were talking the other day and I and I told SB like, man, I realized that I'm not afraid to allow my bank account to go to zero mm-hmm. because over the years I've built up this love of the struggle. 
It's like, let me see how low I can go and see how far I can come back up. It was just like the hustle, the struggle. Like, I I grew up in the hood. Like, I was selling drugs and running around with guns and, you know, just doing a lot of stupid stuff that we can get into later. Oh, it's in the book, The First 33 Woman's Journey from Trash to Treasure. I talk about this stuff. <laughs> I tell you all my hood stories. Um, but it was just the mindset. Uh, my mind wasn't set on family, like a unit doing this with someone. What about you? <sighs> yeah. So my dad, man, my dad, my mom, my dad, they separated when I was five or six years old. Hmm, maybe six. So it was very young. So I knew early on. I love my parents to death, but I was like, I can't be like these Negroes. Like, I knew early on that I got to take care of myself. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I got a job as soon as I could get a job. I, you know, I start buying things for myself that kids normally, you know, you look to your parents to mm -hmm. purchase at a young age. So I was, you know, I was getting t myself together at a young age. And what I started, I became a nurse at 20. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I just, I just been on my own ever since then. No one has really helped me. But, you know, family here and there, but for the most part, I've been doing it by myself. Yeah. But I That's the energy you may have been projecting. Like, I don't need nobody to help me. I got this. Right. Not unbeknownst to me. Right. Unbeknownst to me because I look at the things that I've, um, you know, some of the hurdles and challenges that I've gone through in my life. I'm like, dang, I've always had to just crown my own shoulder. Mm -hmm. And I guess it's Austin. And I, I haven't want to portray this strong black woman portrayal, but I just feel like this is the life I had to lead to get to where I am to be able to stand on my own two feet because how else am I going to stand? It's just familiar to you. like Yeah. I didn't yeah. know. There, there's no book written, no instructions mm -hmm. to this thing. Yeah. So you do the best that you can. And I didn't have that. Well, Steve Harvey did write the book. Act like a lady, think like a man. And let me tell you, I got a friend. I didn't finish that book. I didn't either. But I got a friend who, she swear by that book. She's like, um, I remember she was dating a guy at the same time I was dating a guy. And we would talk to each other about it, of course, how, you know, what girls do. And the guy that she was dating is now her husband. She finished the book. That's and good. she was like, girl, I was using that stuff like it was it was the blueprint. Because she didn't grow up with, you know, an example of a mm -hmm. loving marriage or anything like yeah. that. But she and like nobody, a lot of people in her family wasn't married, single black women. Yeah. Like we grew up, like a lot of black communities grow up with a lot of single black women raising other women to be single black women. <sighs> and she was like, I, I didn't want that for myself. So she like was really diligent and not having that and yeah. having a family for herself. And now she's married. Her, and her husband are doing great. You know, they got a blended family. And like, I'm just so proud of her. I'm like, girl, you did that. You did that. You Maybe. focused on it and you did it. So you're going to go back and that's going to be the blueprint? You're going to go back and visit the book? Um, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. Like, I'm open. Like I told you, I deleted my the little apps. I'm proud of you. Um, But then I went, I told you I went back on face, to Facebook but and realized. But you cleaning up, though. That's different. Yeah. That kind of just fell in place. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it did. 
But um, so y'all got a date tonight. <laughs> Good, and I hope you enjoy. I hope it's a great have day. Some fun. Yeah. yeah. But um, oh, I was telling her. So I was cleaning out all. I did delete all the apps, but then I went to Facebook to delete the app, and I didn't realize I was still on the Facebook dating app. Mm-hmm. So I was like, let me go delete this. But it was a guy that I didn't respond to, and it seemed like I was catfishing because the last thing he said was, "Hey, let's video chat." And it's just been crickets for like three weeks. So I was like, let me respond to him. And we start talking. And he asked me on a date. I'm like, let's see. Let's see what happens. I don't know. Who knows? But now I'm going to delete it. Um, because I'm, I'm just really, I understand that I can have love and still focus on all my projects and all the things that yes. I desire to do. Yes. And I'm not about to be putting in all that energy. Like you were saying, you was... SB told me the other day, we was hanging out the other day, Solomon. We was at uh, one of my workspace where I go and do my writing. Mm-hmm. Good. Mm-hmm. Good. Because he asked us, do we hang out outside what? here? Shout out, what is it, New House? Uh, How do you pronounce it? It's the New A House. New A. New A House. I wasn't going to tell him where I hang out at, but you already said it's it. It's like <laughs> 10,000 locations. <laughs> but yeah, but it's the New A House. It's mm-hmm. really, it's, it's cute and yeah, yeah. you gotta buy a membership to get in anyway, so you ain't no weirdo just about to be coming. See, there we go. Yeah, right. What about weirdos with money? Uh, oh, well, okay. oh, well, that's, that's a, another thing. That's, that's another a different thing. thing. <laughs> right about that. Hopefully, Solomon. they got business about themselves that they ain't trying to just be some weirdo. Yeah, but um, so anyway, yeah, she was telling me like, um, what did you say to me? <laughs> so I, you know, my friend, I know she wants to find love. <laughs> I do. And I know she's she's doing the things as far as putting herself out there like you should be doing. But I know she really wants to find love. So I was like, how can I tell? I just, you know, I, I don't want love to hurt her me. feelings. Well, right. But I was, okay, go right. ahead. Proceed. So I was like, <laughs> I don't want to hurt her feelings, but I just feel like I need to just, you know, tell her, just tell her something. Uh-huh. So I was like, Bridget, I'm not trying to hurt your feelings. But, you know, I'm going to tell you. So I think I asked. Well, I didn't want to give you unsolicited advice. Mm-hmm. I asked if it was okay. I was like, listen, I know you want to find somebody. And I think I brought up the law of detachment because uh-huh. it says something in there about how we um, – I think I brought up the law of detachment he and was real Abraham Hicks. And all. <laughs> yeah, I was. Because I, I like to be very careful with people's feelings. Like, I'm honest, and I think that's the southerner in me, but I don't want to be too brash. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I feel like you can be kind and be honest. You ain't got to like hit people in the gut all the time. So what did you say? So I was like, Bridget, basically, you are beautiful inside and out. <laughs> Do you just I used an and I'm example. Like, mm-hmm. Okay, right, right. 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 Well, what is this going to? And I was like, I use Abraham Hicks because Abraham Hicks talks about resistance. And if you guys don't know Abraham Hitch, she's this um, spiritual coach. coach, basically. Oh, you said coach. Oh. Did you just say coach? I said coach. Re- coach? She's a spirit. <laughs> no, she's. <laughs> she is a spiritual but I told coach. You, I like me. I don't have like. Look, it's about looking at the results. A lot of people say things are culty. I do too. Like with the Gap community. That I'm a part of. People say, oh, this is a cult. You said the New White House seems culty. Mm-hmm. Right? And what but I when said, I brought up, you was like, yeah, I, I kind of like culty stuff. I said, hey, I don't have a problem with, with 
look at the results. But that when I brought bring. up Abraham, you was kind of like she gets a, a little, little mystical. But that's because Abraham is her that supposed to be okay. I'm going somewhere else with this guy. So Abraham is actually the person she's channeling. I think it's it's Abraham, and then I forgot her actual real name. I think her that's, name is like Louise or something. Like. Something. I don't know. She but anyhow, said, what but did anyhow, you say to me? Anyhow, Abraham Hicks talks about resistance, and it's equivalent to me when it comes to faith. Mm -hmm. And when you ask God or whoever you believe in to help you out in certain areas, you pray about it and you let it go. Okay. So that's How, what you did? Yes. That's what I'm trying to master. Oh. Yes. I'm getting back to the new house when you were having a conversation with me. You got to let me finish, Bridget. Oh, I was like, where's she going? <laughs> my bad. Let me finish. So you, oh, that was the setup. My bad. Yeah, that my was bad. the setup. Okay. So, because this is actually, this is what I was saying to you. I'm giving Abraham as an example uh, with the faith. Okay. So I was like, um, it's kind of like how um, when it comes to having faith, you pray about something, you ask for it, and you just, you know, you let it go. And then Abraham, she talks about having resistance. And how you're supposed to ask for it and let it go. But when we continue to think on it and we we continue to ask for it and we can't let it go. Oh, it you pulls, did say that. Okay. It pulls the, whatever you're asking for, it pulls it back to you instead of letting it go and just, you know, blossom into what you need it to blossom into mm -hmm. and produce. Okay, put it in uh, layman's terms. I mean, I'm trying to put them in lamest terms as much as I can. Basically, when you're praying, uh -huh. you pray, you have to let it go. When you continue to harp on it, uh -huh. it keeps it right there with you instead okay. of letting it go and letting it blossom. Okay, so if I'm understanding you correctly. So I'm, I think about how um, we were talking about moms and children and things of that matter. So say... If I'm asked, like a child asks their mom, say, hey, mom, can you buy me a bike? And mom said, yes, I'm going to buy you a bike. But the bike hasn't shown up yet. But exactly. maybe you say, I'm going to buy you a bike for your birthday. And your birthday is like two months from now. But So you spend the whole two months, you're going to buy me a bike? You're going to buy me a bike? You're going to buy me a bike? And mom's like, I said, yeah. So that's what you're saying as far as like when you pray. Like just put it out there. Exactly. Trust that God is going to present it. Exactly. And let it go. Yes, you don't okay. have to continue to harp on it. So that's what you were telling me as far as looking for yes. a man. Yes, yes. I was basically letting her know it's going to come to you. You already put it out there. Don't don't keep creating that 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 feedback loop about it uh -huh. because it's going to come. That makes sense. Yeah, it, it's going to come. But let me tell y'all something. <laughs> I don't tell us because that. <laughs> Let me tell y'all something. I do not, do not promote being a single, independent, strong woman. Yes, it's okay to take care of yourself, keep yourself looking good, have some business about yeah. yourself. But come on, girl, we need somebody like. Life is not to be lived alone. You know what I mean? Everybody say, just wait, just wait, just wait on God. Okay, but you got to put in some work too. Now you do have to put in You got to position yourself. Of, yeah, yeah. You can't just, like you Ruth do have to put Boaz. in some type of work. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you do. You just don't make it a thing. Because yeah. sometimes that feedback loop, it we default to 
the the um, negative emotions mm-hmm. and negative feelings because we're not receiving that um, prayer or whatever that we're requesting yeah. for from the higher up. We're not receiving it right now. Right. And then you start to get bitter about it. And that's the energy you don't want to stew in because yeah. you're really not going to get it or you're going to get something that you don't want. And I'm going to say this one last thing about it because we, we started off talking about like superstitions mm-hmm. and things of that matter. I think one of the things um, that... <clears throat> I found myself a, a little bit on edge about when it comes to the church and Christianity is like, well, churches that I've been to and the women that I've talked to in the church, it's a lot of single women in church that tell young girls, just wait on God, just wait on Jesus. Jesus is my boyfriend. Jesus is my husband. And I'm like, <laughs> that has been something about the church that, yeah. That's, it's not clear. They're, prom- they're promoting this strong single black woman epidemic. And they're promoting thinking the thinking that people will take that in the layman's terms because I feel like that's how I was, like thinking things you don't have to do too much. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's a puppeteer type situation. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, like you have will, so you have to will things. Yes, man. Yeah. Only if, only if God just took over and did everything. I was saying that on the way here. Oh like, my why do that I have to have free nice. will? <laughs> <laughs> that would be yeah. nice. Some of this confusion wouldn't be fusion. You know what oh I'm saying? Oh, my God. In a real way. But I want to leave. I want to, like, my going statement is this. Like, I know a lot of us feel like we are doomed to generational curses. But before anybody mm-hmm. could put a curse on us. God put a blessing on us. So walk in the abundance and mm-hmm. love and not fear, lack, and scarcity. Right. So just All focus detachment. more on that. Focus on your vision, not the past, not what may have been taught to you. Like know what you want and go after that. Amen. 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 I totally agree with that. And on that note, please, we're on YouTube. Check us out on Instagram. On Instagram, it is pause underscore proceed and YouTube pause and proceed podcast. And we will see you guys next week. Love you. Peace.